Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Are We Recording? My name is Gabe Sutton here with Ethan Hamilton, the young Rottweiler. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm 007. And today we are joined by a very special guest. We are joined by content creator and he's actually joining us from a different country. Remedy, welcome. How are you doing, man? Uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, you guys humbled me with your intro. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> joining in live from London, England, West London to be specific. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. The time the time is currently almost 12 a.m. So, Ooh, yeah. Wow. Let's, well, let's, thanks for joining us so late, man. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. It's all good. Hey, well, I mean, living in England... You are in the center of the Premier League of everything going on with the world of soccer, I feel like, and shows through your content. I guess we can kind of just start with uh, what what kind of spurred your love for soccer and what made you want to start creating content? Yeah, it's, it's crazy because um, especially where we grow up in, in London, uh, I'm not sure, like the culture is completely different. Like European culture is completely different to American culture. Where we grow up, football or soccer is the... Do, do you guys want me to say football or soccer? What do you guys want me to say? Man, keep it. Hey, either, either way, soccer, man. Let's, let's do football, man. Come football. on, come yeah, on. Okay, yeah, okay. All we'll right. say American cool. football for our football. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool, cool. So um, growing up with football, I think we that's all we knew growing up. Like, especially as well, because like we all come from minority backgrounds. Other sports, they'd have a higher barrier to entry. So we can't just go and pick up tennis rackets. We can't just go up and, I don't know, play golf. We can't do that. So that's the only sport we have football because you just need a ball and you and yourself. So we all played it in the cages. We played on the streets. We played everywhere we could growing up. And it's it's different to like America because you guys have these big open fields that you guys can play on. Like I've seen so many different American content creators and they have this whole field to themselves. And I'm like, wow that is crazy imagine we had that here but we don't have the land space to do that so <laughs> what we have is the cages and yeah growing up i've i've always loved creating content so i'm i'm 22 years old so i grew up on people like ksi i grew up on a nice skills i grew up on all the fifa content creators all the football content creators, side men all these guys and i picked up a camera when i was 14 I posted a video when I was 14 about playing football manager and then playing FIFA. And then from there, it's just been simple for me because I've always been confident in front of the camera because I've been doing it since I was young. So then I just transitioned to TikTok. I started making a few videos and yeah, it got me some traction. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically how I grew. Is It was by the grace of God that I was able to like grow so quickly because we're coming, like we're about a year into my TikTok account. So yeah, that's that's what I'm proud of. Hey, and speaking of your TikTok, uh, I, I saw a recent video where you were comparing soccer players to pro wrestlers. And um, that's, that you know, that's two of my favorite things. You know, obviously I'm, I'm trying to get back into soccer. It was, uh, I took a break for a little while and um, trying to get back into it. So when Ethan showed me your videos, I saw the pro wrestling thing and that's something I still keep up with. I knew it, the specific video to send him. I knew it because I know how much he talks about wrist. I was like, bro, he's going to get gas when I show him this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually like, I, I, I like pro wrestling as well. I don't mind it. I like, I like WWE. Uh, I grew up with it. Um, I, I, I fell out of love with it because the product was just getting worse and worse and worse. Like yeah. the 2018, the 2019, even COVID times, it wasn't really. But I think what got me back in was Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. especially like his whole run. His so heel now turn. I'm like, 
Yeah, it's crazy. So that's what got me back into watching it. Like, yeah. I was a big Roman Reigns fan growing up, even though like everyone hated on him. But yeah, his run right now is unbelievable. I try, I try. Like sometimes Raw and SmackDown is on quite late for me, so I have to like catch it in the mornings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm always, I'm yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of wrestling, and that's I'm a awesome. big fan of football. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So I mean, I I think. Kind of, I'm sure you'll agree with me that AEW coming into the mix has kind of added a competitive uh, feeling that we haven't really gotten from the WWE in a while. Where like, you know, they're really going to have to start stepping their brand up, or else AEW is going to do that. And I think competition is really what brings the best out of all of this, which leads to soccer. And I think right now we're seeing the most competitive soccer in the world with. with the Premier League and just all of Europe soccer and with the World Cup coming up, there's just so much to talk about. So, Ethan, is there somewhere specific that you want to start? I mean, I'm sure you want to get something off your chest. <laughs> I, I, it's such like a hard Wait, before like. I, before we go, before we go, what teams do you guys support? I want to I want to ask your take okay. on this, like, because you like you're you live in England, right? Like, so you guys have like a, dis- a different perspective, like when it comes to like your your uh, your fandom when it comes to soccer. Like, how many teams are y'all allowed to support before I answer this question? Like, is um, it one of those things where, like, you guys are, like, cool with, like, one team per league? You know what I mean? Or is it one of those things where it's, like, no, it's, like, ride or die. It's 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 United, it's Arsenal, and it's fuck everybody else in everybody else's <laughs> league. Nah, um, it, you know what? I hate gatekeeping football. I hate it because it's it's the idea that... If you like a player, if you like a team, go support them. If you, if I was someone else, like, because it's oh, what I realized, especially in the UK, is that everyone is everyone loves rules and everyone likes everyone says you must support the X, Y, and Z, and that's it. I think the general rule is you support one team in one league. I think that's what the general rule is. But you can like other teams, but I think the general rule in the UK is you support one team in the league, and that's it. So you can support a team in England, Spain, Germany, okay. France. But it's just one team. Okay, good. Well, I don't, I don't, if you support a few, I don't mind. <laughs> All right, good. Because like I say, I didn't want to get judged too hard. I didn't want to get judged too hard. So, <laughs> so for I, me, hey, Ethan, I, I guess this will uh, involve some uh, background into what started us into soccer and where we grew up and stuff like that too. Um, so do, do you want to start with, like, I, I guess, the national team? I guess, team I guess I'll start. And- right. So my, my father's Jamaican and my, my mother's Argentinian. Right. So like those are the two like national teams that I ride and die for. So whenever my like I was around like my mother's side of the family when I was younger, that's all they ever watched was soccer. Like the Argentinian League with Boca Juniors, River Plate. That's all we watched all the time. And so whenever I got older and they started like I started watching the Premier League and La Liga, for me, it was always two teams. It was Manchester City with uh, with Aguero. I, it was the year before they won the first title when, uh, who was the coach? It, w- it was the coach before me. Mancini. It, was Mancini the coach the year before or was it the? Uh, yeah. Okay, it was, the, it was Mancini and then Barcelona, of course, because of Messi. Like that okay. 2008, 2009 team is like why I fell in love with it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. How about you, Gage? So for me, my mom is from Mexico and my dad is from the United States. Um, so kind of explains why, you know, I really like football and basketball because I've got, you know, an American <laughs> in me, but I've always played soccer. I grew up playing or loving it and watching it all the time in Mexico. It's uh, my team is Atlas and uh, they just won the championship. So 
pretty excited about that. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a long time coming for them, yeah. and uh, for us, I should say. And um, I think uh, from there, it was kind of just watching it for the World Cup, and Messi really got me back into you know, watching the Spanish Premier League, especially when him and Ronaldo were going at it oh. at Madrid and Barcelona. So um, for me, it yeah. was like the Pep and Mourinho, like Madrid, Barcelona. That is to this day, that's the best rivalry. Like I'll die on that hill. <laughs> like they was beefing in <laughs> press fair. conferences. You could count on every El Clasico. We was getting two, three yellow cards and a guaranteed red. Somebody was getting kicked out. <laughs> Hey, but mm. I do want to bring up one thing. Notice that me and Ethan are both uh, actually in, or I'm in San Antonio, Texas right now. Ethan's in San Marcos. Um, we didn't How say, far are they from each other? Like literally 30 an hour, minutes. Like an hour, okay. probably. Well, I drive fast. Depends I on drive. traffic, right? Yeah. I drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's about an hour away, but. I just want to point out that notice that me and Ethan didn't say anything about the state of American soccer right now. It's because it's, we, we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe obviously. we'll get to that later, but it's just, yeah. I think uh, American soccer has a lot to grow um, in terms of just the competitive, um, I guess, nature that we expect from them, especially with the NFL and, you know, the NBA and other sports leagues. So, and it hurts a lot. Cause like, I see like with the MLS, it's sort of becoming like the last five years I've noticed that, it's very feedery, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Farmers League, like, I think the biggest thing that like told me that was when Alfonso Davis went to Bayern. Mm -hmm. That was like, I was like, oh, so like, we yeah. had like this generational talent, like just sitting here this whole time. And he, he he had no choice. Like, you could tell he was so giddy just to leave. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, mm -hmm. we still, we're still a, a ways to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 what I feel about the MLS as well, is it's just the general outlook of it. Cause where players go, it's associated with the end of their careers. So already past their prime, past their peak, they're 35, 36. We want a payday. Let's go to America. Yep. And let's get let's get our money up. Yep. And the intensity isn't crazy. The weather sometimes is good. Like if you go to Miami, the weather is mm -hmm. amazing. If you go to if you go to LA. California, the weather's a, yep. the weather's amazing. Uh, that's why this, like, the sponsorships, uh, the endorsements they're going to get just from being in there that they can't like, you know what I mean? That they're not going to do in England or in Spain. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And the problem is, is how do you try turn the casual audience? Because the, the fans of the MLS are probably diehard fans for their own teams. There's not mm -hmm. a general fan of the Major League Soccer like there is a general fan of the Premier League in England. Because the Premier League is just so much bigger. It's the biggest league in the world in terms of revenue, sponsorship, etc. So it's just about how, what can MLS teams do to try bring that attention over? Can, can they look to sign players in their prime? Could they look to make the league more attractive for players to join? Could they make certain incentives, not just money-wise, but let's say someone that's 25, you could be like, okay, we're going to give you a contract for this much money. In a year, if you don't like it, you can go back to playing in Europe, but at mm -hmm. least come for a year, try it out and try convince someone and i think it just needs one player or a group of players to take the leap mm -hmm. and then once the league starts to become more attractive then i don't know other players can come but at the moment it's just as you said ethan it's just a feeder league at the moment and it's sad but it's just a state of the way american football or american soccer is yeah, yeah. exactly it, it starts i think it all stems from like just the culture of soccer or they call it soccer too like mm. i mean we had to find a different name for <laughs> for it because we didn't want to call it so like football so i mean for me i just feel like 
a lot of Americans just kind of were like, ah, you know, this kind of Europe's thing, but there are a lot of cool and interesting things that are going on in the English Premier League and soccer worldwide. And I just feel like, especially with the English Premier League, I feel like that's the perfect league to start somebody off with, like yeah. to start, mm-hmm. get them into soccer. And if we can just start getting more American population and more people focus on actually playing soccer, I think sky is the limit, but as of right now. I was going to say, from what I've noticed, especially in America, um, I feel like, you know how I was talking about right at the start, because I wanted to come back to it, the sort of barriers to entry. Because basketball, you just need a ball and a hoop. Uh, football for you guys, you just need a ball and you just need someone to throw it to. Mm-hmm. You, need, you just need to run around with it. Or you just need to be, you just need to be athletic so that you can obviously do your charges and et cetera. So I feel like, especially with soccer, it's always seen as the rich person sport in America. Like you need your boots, yeah. you need kind of, yeah. You need your, you need your family to back you. You need to be joining a D1 school and then you need and to be able to. Expensive clubs get, too. Exactly, exactly. So, and in England, it's a lot cheaper you just need to join a team and you get scouted for by a bigger team and that's that's the process in england and it's just different in america so i think once that changes as well and once it's easier to get into it maybe things just start to change i agree with you i agree with you because if you think about it like the pay to play like for soccer it just doesn't make sense like it really doesn't make sense like so we're like uh, the schools uh, in america like we, we call them colleges y'all call it the universities like it's pretty much the same thing but like mm-hmm. If you look at the amount of schools that offer like scholarships in soccer, it's like only like maybe like 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And then you consider basketball and American football, it's like 150, 160, 170, like like D1, D2, D3, like all these divisions of like colleges are offering it like when when soccer is not like that. And they don't even offer men's soccer at Texas State. And I think it's because of like a Title IX rule that we have, but like there's no men's soccer team at our at our university. Yeah, it's only it's only women's soccer. Yeah. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, I, and maybe I understand because the women's division in terms of American soccer or American football, soccer in America <laughs> is just going crazy. Like the like they won the World Cup. They're doing really Much well. Much better so than the men. Yeah, so they just think, okay, why are we going to invest our money in the men when the women are doing so much better? And we and we already have football and we have basketball for the men. Like we don't. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. They're, so they might just think, let it just be the women's thing. But equally, the men need to do pick up their weight as well and try to do well in the international tournaments because the furthest America has gone is, I don't know, the round of 16 in the World Cup. No, they, they, they got, to, they got to, yeah, I think the semifinal, but it was like, bro, long before us. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah, things yeah. need to change. Yeah, and I think, uh, like I mentioned, the Title IX thing basically was like a equality thing um, for the university and for the Sun Belt Conference, which Texas State uh, plays in. So, and for those that might be confused, Texas State University—that's the university that me and him go to. Like, oh yeah, that's where we met. Yeah, yeah, so, it's that way we don't confuse you. Yeah, but uh, okay. no. yeah, I mean, did you, Remedy? Did you did you have thoughts on on, on something? Um, no, nah, I was just going to talk about how it was, I was just going to say a brief point about like just women's soccer, how it's so big there mm. and it's starting to grow, especially in Europe, because I don't know if you guys know this, but, um, El Clasico between Real Madrid women's and Barcelona women's, it just recently broke the world record for attendance for a women's game. They get sold out the camp now, which is like, I don't know, a 91,000 seat, 92,000 wow. seats. Yeah. I remember seeing game. something like that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So that's, 
it's it's amazing. So I just feel like whilst the recognition is there, whilst it's doing really well in America for women's football, let's start getting the awareness and recognition up for the men's football as well. And I agree because if you think that like Gage, like me, like I barely remembered that even happening. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of crazy to think because like the Barcelona Barcelona family team, when it comes to like when their time is done, like I'm pretty sure you're gonna, you'll have more information on it than me. Like they'll probably go down as like one of the great, the most dominant teams in like any professional team sports. And we won't ever talk about it. You know what I mean? A, because like women's sports doesn't get that too much light and plus soccer, you know what I mean? In the US, no one's going to really pay too much attention to the, both those. Yeah, yeah, 100% for sure. It's a similar thing with uh, basketball over here in the United States with the, the WNBA. We're just barely seeing um, them really start to get more TV coverage and more uh, more media coverage, the coverage that they deserve. Um, so I, I think it's just a <laughs> growth on all parts in America mm-hmm. in terms of equality for the men and women as athletes mm-hmm. and for soccer players eventually. But uh, I guess one of the things I kind of want to move on to, or I guess one of the things I really like about your videos is the way you compare uh is you compare the wrestlers to the soccer teams or you compare soccer teams to American, or we can compare soccer teams to American teams, which Mm. is going to lead me to my next segment with Ethan. Yep. We're going to do comparisons right now. All right, bet. So let's start with some, uh, some soccer to NBA comparisons. Cause I remember messaging you like while I was talking with Gage and we were making the comparison. He was like, Ethan, are you sure? Like he's going to know some of these comparisons that we do the NFL. Like, should we ask him first? And I'm like, that's a really good idea. Like that's that's a really good idea. Yeah, I, I'm like I'll be real. I'm a very big casual when it comes to NFL. Like I'm trying to get into it. What is so hard for me to get into NFL is just the amount of stops there are. Oh I, yeah, I, I told you, Gage. I told. I knew. You. I the thing is, this is exactly why is. <laughs> I was saying that I think the American attention span has gotten used to the NBA, to the NFL. There stops very often because yeah. there's always challenging of plays, timeouts, injuries, all that kind of stuff. With soccer, it's a continuous 45-minute half. Where you don't have any commercials until you get to halftime. So, you know, as Europeans, I think you guys have gotten a little, <laughs> I, I think, a little bit uh, spoiled with that. I think as Americans, we're expecting commercials <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, the marketing. <laughs> and, like, they're always trying to sell us something, you know all what I mean? All the time. I know. Like, Right now, literally on the NBA playoffs, <laughs> yeah. we're watching an AT and T commercial. Yeah. Like it's inescapable. Who's playing now? Philly. Yeah, Philly. Uh, yeah. It's Philly and Toronto right yeah, now. The yeah, the Dallas game played earlier, and I'm I'm in a in a depressive state right now because they lost. So, but oh, you good. support Dallas? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I'm Dallas, a and the La- fan. Dallas and the Lakers, but none of my friends say I support the Lakers, so it's always. It's always <laughs> He's not a Lakers <laughs> fan. He's not a Lakers <laughs> fan. He's a Mavericks fan, and I'm a Spurs fan. So I bet. <laughs> but that, 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 like that, that point you said about like this stopping and like the the slow pacing of uh, Americans were not necessarily like the game speed, but like the constant commercial and stuff like that is really interesting. And I think we should stay on that because we we're talking to like our our other buddies who they don't watch soccer at all. And we were mm-hmm. while preparing for this, we we're like, so what like what keeps y'all from being avid like soccer watchers? And their biggest thing was like, bro, like when we're watching it, like we don't know what we're supposed to be watching for, like. We're so used to seeing like a made basket in a basketball or seeing a touchdown or a nice catch. Like, yeah, soccer, it's kind of really like only the goals. Like, that's the only thing that they really see on the highlight. So what do you think? Like, like pretend like we're like the dumb, like, uh, like the Americans that mm-hmm. don't understand like uh, like soccer. What should we be focusing on? Like when we're watching like uh, our first couple soccer matches? 
I think as like there's different ways you can get into it, and uh, because I try to watch football from an analytical point of view, so I can make content about it. But where, let's say I didn't know anything about football, what I would look towards is I would look I would look at teams that play quickly, teams that go from front to back very quickly because. It's something that's very like seeing a very good counter attack in football is something one of the best things ever. Like, especially in that time where Ethan, you were watching Barcelona Real Madrid when it was peak times. That Real Madrid team used to go from back to front in seconds with Gareth Bale. It used to be too? so no, no, no. Yeah, Gareth exactly. but even before that, when it was at Di Maria and Iwain mm-hmm. and and Ozil, yeah. Ronaldo, Ozil, like Benzema, like all these players going from back to front and it's in within five or six passes. I'm like. Oh my god, this is amazing! But yeah, also, you going? I, I like. I just want to like. I fell in love with it because of that reason. Like, it was the counter of like the Mourinho. Like, I'm gonna sit back for 85 minutes, but for these five mm. minutes, like spread out during the game, I'm gonna give you hell when we have the ball. Like, and it was like <laughs> yeah. the complete opposite to Pep. Like, Pep, it was like the artistry, the tiki taka, like the mm. Johan Cruyff, like the Ajax, like the next evolution. Like, it yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. we're going to pass the ball like 900 times. It's like death by a thousand cuts is like how I saw it. Exactly. And then the exactly. way they like and just kept clashing like back and forth, like that was peak. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I could speak about that rivalry for ages. But I think when it comes to, especially just trying to get into it, you look at players that would, would you, like, the, I think his name is Speed, Speed the YouTuber. Mm-hmm. There was a video, I think I saw it on TikTok, and it was him reacting to Messi, like the best Messi clips and the best Messi highlights. And he he's obviously a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. But this guy was watching Messi, and this guy was like, oh, my God, what a player, what a player. This guy's crazy. So I think maybe before you get into watching football, try find players that you really like as well, players that you can just be mesmerized by. You can watch a whole 20-minute highlight video with music in the back, you're just like, wow, this player is so good. And then you could look at the player in the game, re- uh, reenacting what they do from the highlights. And then that could get you into, uh, oh, this player plays like this. His team plays like this. Do I like the way the team plays? No? Okay, let me support another team. It's the way that I got into football. It's the way me, I'm an Arsenal fan. Uh, you guys maybe know, you might not know. Um, and the guy that got me into, because I was getting into football it's weird because I um, I started watching football when I was six, so 2006, but it was just as the Arsenal successful period was coming to an end. So we got to a Champions League final. I remember I was so excited for the Champions League final. I told all my friends at school, I was six years old, bearing in mind, <laughs> I fell asleep the whole match. I didn't even see it. Oh, oh I fell asleep. <laughs> I was right. so upset. And I found out the result in the morning. And we lost. I was so upset. Like that's but that's, the two, that that's got... two days that you ruined. The day that you slept through the game, and the day after when you got the result. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I'm gonna go to school I the next have, day. I have <laughs> vivid flashbacks of it. And the like, the person that really got me into football properly was Cesc Fabregas. That he was, he's my, uh, he's like my goat. He was my like crazy, like because I I was a midfielder growing up. I still play midfield when I play football, um, and just being able to control the ball in a way and you can control everything and get goals and get assists and look very silky as you do it. He was my favorite player going into football. So like I used to watch YouTube highlights of him, like Cesc Fabregas 2006 highlights, Cesc Fabregas 2009 highlights. And I'd be watching him and I'd be like, oh my God, I like the way he plays. I like the way the team plays. Okay, I support Arsenal now. And that's the way I got into it. So I don't know if you can suggest that onto your friends. 
like try find a player that you like. My favorite one, and then I can is the this 2016-2017 Dimitri Payet. I kid you not, for like 12 months, I w- like if somebody told me he's the best player like who's ever played a game, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have like disagreed with them. Like I still remember that. Yeah. Who was the, what was the last game of the season when West Ham played? I can't remember who it was. It might have been Stoke or something where he scored that ridiculous yeah. free kick. And I just remember uh, I watched it, was, it. Yeah, I watched it, it live, and I was like, yeah. bro, like did I just watch what I just watched? <laughs> Like, I thought the ball disappeared and it just came back into frame. Like, he's one of those guys for me. And, you know, I think yeah, one the, thing... Go on. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say... No, I'm just going to quickly end off at, like, there's certain players that look amazing on highlights. One one guy that has an amazing record on the highlights is Olivier Giroud. <laughs> if you watch an Olivier Giroud compilation, you'll fall in love with that guy. And yeah, you watch but, him on the pitch, he's nothing the same. He's different. It's two different <laughs> players, man. Hey, that, that, that's kind of like a comparison uh, I can make in the NFL, which I think I kind of want to move to the segment, is now comparing players. One guy whose highlights were crazy, if you watch him, was Tavon Austin, Ethan. I don't know if you remember in, him in from the West NFL, Virginia. Yeah, like, in the, yeah you his West Virginia the highlights. NFL, like, watch his college football, Tavon Austin. Oh I kid gosh. you not. Like, Americans will swear by it. That's the best mixtape that any player has ever had, like, ever. ever. He's got kick returns. He's running. He's doing everything. Um, but I definitely see where you're coming from, where I think, you know, just getting attached or finding an attachment to one player can help you become a fan of the league. And I've seen a lot of people start to do it with the NBA, too. So one guy I've really gotten a buzz from who I think is going to be, like, one of the biggest players in the NBA is Ja Morant. And I want to see who you guys think – we can compare him to in the world of soccer. My biggest. So I, so I think before we do this, we need to describe the qualities of what Jamaran does, and then we can compare that to a football player. All right. So what is he? So what is he? He's a leader. He's tenacious. He's young, athletic. Oh, so I, I, young athletic is probably the two big. Young teams. and athletic are the two he's biggest. A high, he's ones. a highlight reel. He's a high flyer. So I think there's one guy in mind. I don't know if you guys. Okay, let, let's do it. Let's say it on three. All right. Uh, no, no, oh, if, you, if you guys have with someone in mind, I kind of do. I'm gonna. Uh, we're, I'll, I'll, are we doing Premier League or like everywhere? No, just anyone, anyone. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. One. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I'm, gonna get caught. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. I'm gonna say someone so dumb, and you guys. Are, all right, go. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. One, two, three. Holland. Mbappe. Hey. Oh, I'm uh, the one that, <laughs> hey, Ethan! Oh. You- <laughs> oh. Hey, Remedy man, I- I'm glad we're on the same page. You yeah, come on, you- <laughs> <laughs> but I actually think that's a pretty good comparison because I think Mbappe yeah. is one of the most exciting young uh, stars in soccer right now, and you could say the same thing about John Morant for basketball. I, I think yeah, with Holland, why-, why I say Holland more than Mbappe is just the fact that Holland is like. He's the he's like six. How tall is he? He's like six seven, six eight, six four, six four. No, I, I might be guessing. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> six, no, but four. six four in Europe is tall. Yeah, in, in football, yeah, six four. But he can run as fast as Mbappe. Like that's that's how I see John Moran. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad though. We're nah. on, we're along the same lines. Yeah. No. All right. Well, Remedy, do you have a comparison? Do you that you want to hear from us? Maybe. Uh. Um, okay, we're gonna uh, the Cavaliers, Cleveland. Oh, I got let's, let's compare it to a team because I got one in mind. Let me see my notes because I got teams down. I just want to make sure. 
that this isn't one of the teams. Oh, I would say the Cavs for me, like the way in soccer, I would probably have to see them. Because the way I'm seeing it, the Cavs is like they had that one player, LeBron, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. my thinking is like, what would be that one team that had that one player? But now. No, but I'm talking about them right now. Right now, right now, oh, right, right now. now. With Garland and yeah. Mobley. Ooh. Like, if you compare the team and the profiles of their team, what they eventually want to achieve. Because I've got, I got a team in mind. I want to say, I would have said Juve, but Juve is like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm interested Gage, to hear, I have no idea. I'm actually interested <laughs> to hear what you have to say. I, I was going to say Arsenal. Arsenal's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I was it, was say Ar- it was Barcelona. Yeah, because they have like a young team. They had a really good, successful period in, during the season. In terms of they were winning games, they were looking good. And now they have had certain injuries happen to the team. And now they don't look as good as they did before. But they have a really high potential and they have a really high ceiling in the future. That's why I said Arsenal. The Absolutely. Arsenal comparison when we were doing well, that I had in mind was Phoenix. How everyone was clowning Phoenix for doing well. I think Phoenix, how, the only comparison is like, Phoenix yeah. has the 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 Chris Paul figure, you know what I mean? The guy yeah. that never got it done, but once he got to Phoenix, he took it over the edge. But I do really like the Cleveland comparison because you can yeah. you can compare Darius Garland, their point guard, to to Bukayo Saka. Yeah. You can compare um, Evan Mobley to Martinelli, and you can just go down the list with Odegaard exactly. and all of them. Yeah, we yeah. don't talk about Tavares. We don't talk about Tavares. <laughs> 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 All right, Ethan. Do you, do you have a comparison? That you I wanna... actually really have. I have a really good one. Like for me, uh, what would it be y'all's comparison? I for I, I'll help Gage out. What would it be y'all's comparison for um, Dortmund to an NBA team? Because I got one that like that's gonna be. It's gonna make so much sense when I say it. Cause they got play, they got Holland, they have Gio Reyna, they had Sancho, they had Gutsa, so, they had all those guys. They could, I know. Get, they could they had all these young players, but they could never ever get past the hump in in Bayern. Yeah, um, I know. I'm See, trying to think. Of, this is why we co-host, man. This is this, this is why we do this. I know. Uh... Nah, because I'm going to be so angry if I don't get it. No, but it's okay. When I, say it, like, the, when I say it, it's going to click. Like, it's going to click. Especially right, go where on. this NBA team is, like, right now. Oh, wait. I was thinking of someone different. <laughs> <laughs> don't fold on me. Don't fold on me. <laughs> you, you, you can go ahead. Okay, see. If you want. Oklahoma City. Yes. That's the way I see it. I see OKC is like they had James Harden, they had Kevin Durant, they had Russell Westbrook, and then they started leaving to all their arch rivals. James Harden went to Houston, Kevin Durant went to Golden State. Mm. Russ stayed, but he eventually went to Houston. He left and everything like that. And that's how I kind of sounds like Marco Royce. Marco Marco Royce, Royce. yep. That's a great one. Marco Royce and and Russ. That's a great comparison. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. That's a good one. Gage, what were you thinking of? The Dallas Cowboys. Don't do that to me. You <laughs> <laughs> got, got nothing. I can't get over the hump, man. <laughs> hey, Remedy, when you start following like the NFL more, because that's that's going to be me and Gage's job from now on. We're going to start bothering mm-hmm. you about the NFL and stuff like that. Uh, Don't bad. let them change bad. your mind about the Cowboys. 
they be spreading false agendas about our <laughs> our good name and no, and sir. and how great we are. We don't even be bringing ourselves up in these conversations. Look at Gage, always trying to do the low blow <laughs> jokes about us. I just like seeing nah, you get riled that, up. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I had that with Arsenal, man. Like it was tough. It was tough, man. Hey, so I, Remedy, I think this could lead us to our next point. Obviously, I think in American sports, we have our fan bases that are unanimously hated. Delusional, uh, yes. Delusional, we would say. <laughs> uh, so who would you say, I guess, embodies that in the English Premier League? I know exactly what he's going to say, too. <laughs> in terms of the delusional fans? Delusional, we'll start with annoying. Like, who do you think are like the, the top three like most delusional fan bases And right annoying now? fan bases. Uh, and, we'll, and, then we'll, and then we'll go with, like, they not let you get your, your rant off about the team you probably hate the most. <laughs> you can spread all your agendas. <sighs> All right, so um, delusional. We, I'm gonna first. One, I'm gonna put Arsenal. Uh, we have one of the most delusional fan bases. I have to admit. Um, hey. Second one, Manchester United. I think they. Thank you, man. Somebody are, had to say, yeah. man. They, hey, they need to do like a yeah. case study on Man United fans. Like they're sick in the head. Like they're, they're... No, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I like. I went viral for tweet. I was like. I was like the general IQ of the legends that used to play for Man United is lower than the legends of the other clubs. I I still think that <laughs> because what they think of the club is much bigger than what they actually are. And other fans are super, they can see it, but some Manchester United fans cannot. They still think we're Man United, we're the best. And they haven't been the best since I was 13 years old. Yeah, we have a friend named Khaled. <laughs> Khaled, right? Like he was on our, our last episode that just dropped mm. today. For those who are listening, check link down in the bio. Look check at that. Out, yeah. Check it out. And he's a delusional Man United fan. Like he he's one of them ones that he blames Harry Maguire for every <laughs> single thing. His he swears by he's like, bro, once we take Harry, you put Lindelof in. We we're fine. We're fine. We're totally fine. And I just love Ryle hitting him up. I'm like, bro. Like, when are you going to admit that Ronaldo was the worst signing this year? Like, when are you going to like this? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I agree with you that on the United fans. Like, that was part, that's been my favorite part of this season is just watching, like, the demise. Like, their expectations were so high. Like, oh, and just watching it crash and burn. Oh, nothing was better than that. hundred <laughs> percent. I can't, I can't laugh too much right now because Arsenal are not doing as good as they were. Oh no! But, I saw you. I saw you backtrack earlier today on the Twitter. Like, I, that, enough with the excuses. Like Arteta, like all hey, of these guys. Hey, that was I mean, if, if it makes you feel any better, my team has made it to the the NFC, basically the semifinal every oh, yeah. year for the past three years. The Green Bay Packers and lost <laughs> every the past three years, breaking you're my pa- heart. Like, like, I don't even watch football. But if you're a Packers fan, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, like I don't even watch American football. Oh, man, like you had, was it 2011? You guys won the uh, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then since then it's just been mm, yeah, just garbage. making it to the playoffs. Like, just, just, not, yeah. just like well, us, Gage. You're just like us. <laughs> Actually, the thing like is, man, we're getting further than y'all, and we beat y'all too. But hey, hey, Remedy, that, we're getting besides the point. We're getting besides. You didn't get participation <laughs> trophies out for making semifinals. No, they, no, they they don't. They don't. See. <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah, but you can brag you that your team made it further, though, oh, right? God, we're not doing this. Is, not is, that, is that part of the? Is, is that? <laughs> yeah, to, to be honest, this conversation is like ass first cheeks, man. This is this is not. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is <laughs> yeah, man. Bro. Battle of the losers, man. That, that's really how it feels, bro. Like, Ouch, man. During the NFL season, <laughs> it gets so toxic, bro. Like I remember when the Cowboys lost in the playoffs. Like I, my mental health was at an all-time low. Like I, I couldn't open that group chat. Like I'm like, bro, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, like if I want to live to see like 70 or 80, like I can't look in there. Like I, I need oh, to take like a few it. hours on it. I kid you not. Everybody was blowing my phone up. I had like 15 missed calls and at like 10, like 10, 20 messages. I'm like, bro, like I just can't. I, I, can't. I was having the shakes. Like I was walking around my apartment, like, like I couldn't grab things straight. All right. So remedy, let me ask you, man. Mm. Me and Ethan have these horror stories of watching games with our friends and uh, them basically torturing us when our team loses. Like, Do you like prefer- for, for the Cowboys? <laughs> for me, it was the it was the 2014, 2014 and twenty sixteen when we played the Green Bay Packers. One of those games, like I was like, like I was like, oh my god, like I I don't think I valued my life that day, like at all. Me, like I, me, <laughs> me and Ethan mm. weren't friends at the time either, but I'm thinking of something more recently when I had I made the grave mistake of inviting Ethan over, uh, Ethan and all of our friends over uh, to my house during the Packers game, where they lost. And then proceeded oh. to record me like crying. Like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. This is the last Bro. chance. This is our last year to win it. And they're like, make it fun of me the you whole should, time. You should post this as we're speaking. No, no, I am. Like, don't like <laughs> I my favorite thing was like he invited us into his home. Like his family like cooked us a meal. And we just embarrassed him in his own house. Like the whole time his mom was like, Gage, are you gonna let them talk to you like this? It wasn't even like the rest of the friends, because they had like more morals. Like they had like they were kinder. It was mostly me and our other friend Travis, who were like diehard Cowboys fans. We was crying, like because we didn't- we thought they was gonna smoke the 49ers. But we we should mention we should mention what Travis does uh, when his team loses, which uh, kind of leads me to remedy. I, I want to see like how how do you cope when your team loses? Because our friend Travis likes to uh, throw couches, yeah, slam yeah, doors, couches. punch TVs, <laughs> all, all of the nah. above. How do you cope? Nah, you must be, you must be talking to the most chilled out fan ever because like uh, because Arsenal were losing so often. <laughs> I just got to a point where I was just like, you know what? This loss is not going to ruin my day. I have friends that I can see. Yeah, exactly. Continue on, right? Things to do. <laughs> like, this doesn't this define have, me. <laughs> my life has a greater purpose than this, and I am better. But when we win, I'm so happy. It's like, it was when we win, like, let's say I'm a, I'm here. When we win, I'm here. When we lose, I'm still here. And I don't, yeah. like... Yeah, I'm you don't go down, upset. right? No, I... I, maybe just a little like, bit but it's not like a exactly oh my god it's i'm depressed like, i'm gonna die like <laughs> it's not an arsenal fan tv thing no yeah, no no yeah. i'm a very chilled out fan and if we lose i i look for like i take i don't know a day or so and i'd re-watch some of the highlights and i'm like okay what can we t- what can i take out of the game is there progress is there are we were we t- genuinely terrible but no i wish i could give you stories of me like punching a tv what? screen <laughs> punching <laughs> punching my mom like, i wish i could give you a story like that but <laughs> what's what's the most painful like it doesn't have to be like an arsenal arsenal mm. loss or like uh just gamed where you bet like you were so confident like the, the other team like i guess i'll start sharing like i got like i got like two like two the first one for me was the argentina like World Cup like final like oh it's sickening to this oh. to this, to this day Nor- hey I don't care like for any logic and rhyme and reason I don't care Noya should have got sent off that's a red card I don't care I'm not arguing with nobody like I'm like yeah. 
for my sake, for my mental health, I need to think of that. Like, I can't, like, think anything else. And then the second for me was when um, Barcelona, Barcelona lost the second leg to Liverpool. And the thing is, that, that day, I knew it. I knew we was gonna lose. <laughs> I told my friends all day. I said, "Bro, we finna lose this." Like I was. Were, when, you, were you talking about Usman Dembele missing a chance? Were you talking yeah, about yeah. that? Once he missed the shot after the game, like don't get me wrong, that was one of like in my head, like that was one of the. You might disagree. That was one of Messi's top like oh. six, seven games. Like I still remember yeah, like watching like the free kick he made on Allison, and I'm like, "There's mm. never gonna be a player better than this." Like, there's yeah. never gonna be a player better than this. And then, like, I sat with it, like, two, three days, and I'm like, we really going to lose the second leg. Like, I just like, I just knew the whole way. Yeah. And when Trent did the pass to Origi on the, on the corner kick, I was like, of course. Of course this is going to happen. <laughs> like, of course we're going to lose like this. And the thing was, we had, like, 30 minutes left in the game, and I'm like, we're not going to yeah. score either. Like, the game is just going to end like this, and I just have to live with it. So what's that loss that crushed your soul? <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got three, okay? I've oh. got three for you. All right, so the first one. It, okay, this is probably before you guys started watching football. How old are you guys? If like, 20. 20 and uh, gay. You're, 20. you're old as fuck now. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, I'm 21. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're similar ages. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, so I, there was, it was 2008. All right. Arsenal were playing amazingly. Actually, you know what? I'm going to scrap that. There's a bigger one. No. 2011, Arsenal, Barcelona, and the Champions League. I remember that. That crushed my soul because Van Persie got a red card when he shouldn't have. And we were playing really well, and we beat you guys. And we're going to be the team that could beat Bayern uh, to to beat Barcelona in their absolute peak. And we gave you guys such a challenge. And, but to be fair, you, uh, yeah. you guys aren't the only team. Like I had Chelsea. Oh my God, that famous oh. game. That today. That was one of my favorite game ever. We got absolutely ran off the field <laughs> that day. Like we were so awful that day. But by the grace of Allah, He gave us that game. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. That's the only. I still have memes of like Drogba, like just going in the tunnel at the middle. <laughs> defo, Defo. So that's one. So that's 2011. Second one was the Europa League final, Arsenal Chelsea, because that one I was supremely confident for when we lost 4 1 in the final. Hazard scored, I think, twice. Um, we got to the Europa League final. We messed up on top four qualifying for the Champions League with Una Emery. So yeah, I was I was distraught after that game. That was the game where I realized life is bigger than this. That was the game. That was the, the moment I recognized life is bigger than this. And the last one was actually the England final in the Euro tournament uh, against Italy, because we were all, like me and my friends were all watching it. And man, the vibes in like the vibes in England are never good. But for that month during the tournament, it was amazing. Like I was I was smack bang downtown central London watching the game with all of my friends like we're, we're like all the tourist sites we were there we were watching the game and so it got to the penalty penalty shootouts everyone knows that Saka is my favorite player he steps up me and my friends were all sat with each other because we all support <laughs> Arsenal as well we we're like please not the black man missing the penalty please <laughs> he missed the penalty I can't we felt like crying we literally on, on, on like, the bright side he wasn't the only black man exactly um nah so i think like that penalty that one really broke my heart because it was saka as a because i I don't know i don't know if you guys know this but saka is like my favorite player in the world because we grew up well he grew up in an area that is like i don't know five minutes from me um he went to a school that's nearby to the school that i went to he's a couple years younger i know people that went to school with him 
always say he's a good player. So it's someone that I really resonate with because he's come from an African household like me, did well in school like me and focused on, focused on football. So I think seeing him miss the penalty was like, oh, it was like 10 times worse. Yeah, I feel that. And a part of me, like, I know this is going to suck. I was so glad Sterling didn't take that penalty that day. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, he, he's my favorite, like, Premier League player. It's between him and Aguero. But Sterling, I know the hate he gets. And I was like, please don't take one. Because I know you, you're going to miss it. And please, <laughs> like, you, your, your ego cannot take this big of a hit. Please, it can't. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. Football sometimes has is, is been, like, I've had so many ups, but I've also had the downs, and it's, the downs are are really, really bad sometimes. Yeah. But like I mentioned to you guys, that you guys are watching this right now, the viewers, there is more to life than the sport that you watch, yeah? <laughs> Don't be throwing and wasting money on couches, on new televisions. Stop it. Get a life. <laughs> go to work. Enjoy life with your friends. Thank That's you. That's it. Thank you. And that should be a PSA to the shitty friends out there, Ethan. Whoa, Um, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Hey, take it easy on your friends when their team loses, too. I mean... No, I say go crazy. Okay, actually, you know what? On your friends, go crazy. On the average person, don't go too hard. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Yeah. And I think, like, a common thing, and I think this is going to be a great transition, is, like, we have both, like, our national team, like, I rep Argentina, like, you rep England. I have a soft spot for England, too. But it's, like with the World Cup coming up and, like, all the controversy of it being, like, in the winter and it being in Qatar and everything like that, like, I really want to get into, like, the big storylines coming into this World Cup with, like, the, the 10 minutes or so that we have left. If that's cool with y'all. Yeah, I'm good. I bet. Let's, let's look at my handy-dandy little list. I want to uh, look at the groups, and I kind of want to, like, talk about, I guess, the outlooks on the countries for, um, I, I guess, our teams competing. I want to start with, uh, can we start with England? Yeah, I guess we can because yeah. like we got best, uh, what is it, vested interest? Yeah, I use that word yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you what do you guys study by the way in college? Uh, like this, like uh, digital media, like mass That's communication. Crazy. That's sick. Oh, both of you. We That's used to, we That's we crazy. met because we uh, worked at the uh the at radio student station. radio station. Yeah. That's on crazy. campus That's yeah it, it was so cool man it was uh it was just like a student radio we thing saw, like i saw his him across the room and like we made eye contact and we all right we, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to make this all meet cute no man yeah. i saw i saw his big head and i was like all right hey man you want to start a podcast <laughs> now we're best now we're best friends man and uh just uh <laughs> it's a lot of fun man because yeah. like yeah, we're, we get to do shit like this you know what i mean yeah, shit, we're winning sick, awards man. and shit too at the yeah. Oh, congratulations, man. Appreciate Yeah, you guys you guys are serious hosts, honestly. I appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate dog. it, man. Appreciate it. Well, I say let's get right into it. I'm I'm looking at the groups right now. Start with group B, because we've got two countries of vest, a vested interest, at least uh, in terms of uh, the countries we live in. We've got England and the United States, as well as Iran. And then we will find out who the last, uh, pers- or I guess the last team. Do you think it's going to be Wales or Scotland? I think it's going to be Wales. I think it's going to be Wales yeah. too. Uh, yeah, let's let's say Wales because Wales have star power that Scotland doesn't. Gareth Bale. Yeah, we'll talk exactly. about him a little bit earlier. Um, but I guess kind of outlook on England. I know we talked a little bit about the state of American soccer. I'm sure they really won't stand a chance in the. I mean, with if Wales do advance, do you think? the United States stand a chance at all in that group? 
it's tough because Wales Wales's system is very like counter attack. Like mm-hmm. they they can defend and they can defend and they can defend. But what Wales can do is they have players that can give you big moments. Ramsey, Gareth Bale, um, other players that I haven't mentioned. But I think that will be a really good matchup. Let's let's assume Wales are going through. Um, I think America. What you guys need to focus on as well is how you can find gaps in the Welsh defence. So. Um, your midfield. I'm just trying to think. You have Giorena, you have um, Weston McKenney, Pulisic, Weston yeah. McKenney, Tyler. Adams. Yeah, you have these t- exactly. And I think what you guys are missing in terms of your midfield is that that player that can just unlock everything, like a Thiago for Liverpool type of player that can just unlock everything going on. So I think you guys are set up. You guys have a, a good set of forwards, good wingers, some good defenders as well. But I think. If you guys can focus on, or American, like the American team can focus on trying to find holes in the Welsh defence, I think that's where you get a lot of success. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very tough. You can never predict what happens at a World Cup because in 2014, the group was England, Italy, Uruguay, and Costa Rica, and Costa Rica oh, finished yeah. first. Yeah, that's a bloodbath. So, exactly. <laughs> Costa Rica won it. That's what I mean. Yeah, it was that, they finished first. Exactly. So you, like, you can never ever predict what's going on. If I speak about England briefly, I think English, the national team, has never been in a better state as it has now. I like to think of this as like success. England's golden era. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm gonna say, is it bold to say they they might be the favorite to win it all? I wouldn't say the favorites because France will Argentina probably be the favorite. Are, I mean, yeah, France, France is up there for Argentina, sure. they're looking really good. Brazil as well. You're struggling my ego um, right now. I feel it. Uh, Spain are really <laughs> good right now. But England are one of the best teams in Europe. And I think like they got to the semifinals of the last World Cup. They got to the finals of the uh, Euro competition in the summer or last summer. So I think England can do well. It's just about how in the big moments can... The, yeah, exactly. As uh, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Remedy... Thank you so much for joining. I didn't like that, like at all. Like, like at all. <laughs> hey, no. we're having a blast, man. But now we can move on to Group C because this is the other one we were just talking about with Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. And as so you know, you two I have re- vested interests as well. We oh, both yeah. have vested oh, interests. Yeah. In yeah. And the thing is about me, like, I'm not a racist. But <laughs> he hates Mexicans. I cannot stand Mexican national team fans. Like living in like where, where we live, they're everywhere. They're like cockroaches. You lift up a sandal, you find them everywhere. Listen, I do not associate with these views. These views <laughs> from Ethan only. Hey man. I love oh yeah, these Mexican are my views. People. I'll take credit for these. These are me. I'm, I'm all, this is my ledge. <laughs> But that's the uh, thing, like, I, I I don't know about, like, you might see it different than me. I might just be, like, a biased Argentinian fan. I think we're going to win every game. I don't even, I don't mm-hmm. think this group is that hard. Like, like I'm not really, other than really, because it's us, Saudi, Saudi Arabia, then, Mexico, and Poland. And, is it Poland? Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried. Poland doesn't do good in these, these Europe, uh, these like, uh, international competitions. Mm-hmm. Mexico, like, I, I would be worried about, like, an upset from them, but this is probably one of the weaker teams that they've had, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say. You know what I mean? So I'm not really too worried about it. How worried should we be? Um, I think Argentina right now, they're in like the form of their lives. Like they've not lost a game in how long? Like a very, very like long two time. Years. Like two years. Exactly. Like the system is there right now. Like the issue is like, I wish Messi had this team because I'm, I'm a Messi fan as well. And I just wish Messi had this team 
2014. Five years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. When he was in his peak, because the team now is really built around Messi. And those, in those times, it was everything was Messi. Mm-hmm. And now Messi can just be Messi. He yeah, doesn't he have to be a carry He doesn't have to be a superhero. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. The team is very balanced now. So I think Argentina could do really well. I think Mexico, you know, Mexico do well in the competitions. Like they always make it past the group phase. They can cause a scare to any team in the world, no matter who. So uh, Saudi are very tough to break down. They're another team like that. Mm-hmm. Um, You're talking- Poland, I'm, I'm not too familiar with the Polish game. I'll be real. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think it, this should be uh, an Argentina and Mexico like going through to the next round. I like, that's, that's what, what I'm that's thinking what I like too. To hear. That's, that's what, what I'm like thinking to too. But our friend Khaled, again, who was on our episode that came out today, like, um, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually from Saudi Arabia. So I can't oh, wait. No My favorite thing was we, I was watching the, draw, the like the World Cup draw with him, and he was like, "No way." Like we really got Argentina, Poland, and, and Mexico. Mexico. Oh my! It, it and, was now, so- and I was telling Khaled, man, we're gonna be at each other's throats oh, during yeah. the group oh, stages. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be really, really fun. <laughs> you guys, you guys should vlog it. That would be gas. Yeah, you guys should hmm. vlog it. Got stroke the goatee. That's, that's yeah, a good man. My thing, my thing, going back to Argentina is like. I agree with you. Like, I think this is the best two, like, center back pairing we've ever had. Like, mm. with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lissandro Martinez and... Uh, Romero. Romero, yep. And then mm. in the midfield, we got, like, just... Like, it's weird. Like, we don't have, like... We have DePaul, who I think, like, he's trash oh, yeah, Atletico. He's, he's, but uh, but uh, in Argentina, he's player. ridiculous. Like, yeah. he's ridiculous on Argentina. And then... Paredes. Paredes. Uh, I just think of Paredes uh, like a Paredes is just a thug to me. Like, he's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like just a worse version of Vidal. Like, he just goes yeah. and winding people up. But Celso, though, is exactly. ridiculous. Like, I don't know how he was never, like, good on Spurs. Because I watched him on Villarreal. And then he's how tough. on Argentina. Bro, he's cold. <laughs> he's he's cold. top. He's top. I watch a lot of Spanish football as well. He's top. He's really good. And then, I like, I think, I really think the biggest thing has been Di Maria's health. Like, the fact that Di Maria is healthy now, like, Again, I keep bringing back that 2014 final. If Di Maria didn't have that hamstring, I really think it would have gone different. Because I think that's what yeah, Argentina always missed was, like, that playmaker. Because you could always just throw bodies at Messi. Like, you can just mm. – you can try to kick at him. and Unless he's having, like, one of those days where you know, like, what's going to happen, you could <laughs> slow him down. But you can't do that mm. to him and Di Maria. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm, definitely. 100%. And that's what uh, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. And then another good thing, like, I guess, like – Talking to our audience, another good thing they should figure out is, like, I think Loki is, like, Ghana is going to get their rematch with Uruguay, which yeah. I'm really excited about. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's that's big. Like, uh, there's a big Ghanaian community in London, and they're, like, they're super, super excited for the game. So I'm going to try to watch the game with the Ghanaians because, you know, there's a lot of history between that, like, the whole handball thing and missing the penalties and then losing on the penalty shootout. Like, that, that was a big game. Sometimes, like, Every year or so, I try to rewatch that game just to experience what they went through. And it was tough because we're Africans. We're all supporting Africa, especially in the African World Cup. And yeah, that was so sad. It but, was Because, like, yeah, see, they, were, they were better than, like, they were so much better than Uruguay yeah. that game. But it's like Suarez literally sold his soul for them to win that game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> definitely. Well, they'll be in a group with Portugal and the Korea Republic too. So 
Uh, I guess kind of last final thoughts on the World Cup. Do you all see any other teams maybe making an impact besides some of the big ones that we mentioned earlier? Uh, I think Denmark are really good. Denmark, Denmark have a really, really good side. Denmark have a really good side and they're very balanced. They, because they go to the final of the Euro competition, they're doing well. And uh, like people like rate Belgium too high. I I don't think Belgium are gone now. Belgium are like past their generation of success now. Um, their player, like Hazard is 31. Wash. De Bruyne is 30. Like they're all like getting past it. Lukaku is obviously not doing well at Chelsea right now. So I think Belgium, they've missed their trick. They missed their like opportunity. I think D- Denmark, Denmark is like my, like, I don't know, dark horse. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah dark horse. Cause they're a really good team. For me, it's going to be Canada. Like mm. Al- Alfonso Davis is like that. Mm. Jonathan David is like that. And like, I think they were like the dark horse, like they were like the surprise team out of like the World Cup qualifiers because nobody had them going above the United States and Mexico. And I'm not gonna lie, they kind of cruised through it. Like they didn't lose a single game in qualifying. They're a really good team. I think they're in the same group as. I think they're in the first group. The first group? I actually don't know. Um, Canada, Canada's with Belgium, Morocco, and Croatia in Group F. They they could upset that group. Like I really think they could. Yeah, they've got a good defensive system. Yeah. Yeah. Gage, what about you? My sleeper is going to be in Group A, and I still have nightmares from it because no era penal. I'm going to go with the (laughs) Netherlands in Group A. I think um, they've got a pretty weak group in Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar. So I can see them easily coming out of that group and making some noise early in the tournament. I don't know how far they'll go, but... My thing with them is they're... Like, what's your opinion, like, quickly, really quick, because I know we got to wrap it up on, like, the Netherlands coach, because I think that's what's holding them back, is their coaching. I don't know, like, they have, like, a, they go through, like, a carousel of coaches, like, the same coach or coach, like, six years ago, then it'll be another coach, like, it'll be A, B, C, D, and then it'll go C, B, D, A, like, in a random order, like, the same four coaches just rotate between the job, and I find it so crazy, and with things with the Dutch team, they always have, like, a soft, like, they're soft, like, you can go through them. Like, like in the Euros, like they played the best football, but then the second one, the Czech Republic turned up the heat. They were they were non-existent. So, yeah. Hey, Gage, what think, did he say? Yeah. The lights is too bright. Turn them down. Yeah. Turn them off. <laughs> Turn them off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. Exactly. I, I feel I, I feel that man. Like I don't know about y'all, but I think that's a good way to end it because. I'm hoping for an Argentina win, even though I wouldn't be mad if the English win. Like, I wouldn't be mad. I know as an Argentine, I shouldn't be saying that, but I, I wouldn't be mad. Hey, I'm rooting yeah. for England too, man. Now, now, that, now that Remedy's our homie now. <laughs> Friend of the show, yo. Friend of the oh, show, man. On, man. We're rooting for time. England. Anytime, man. Hey, well, we got to keep in contact over the socials and... Uh, and uh, You're, you're, you're welcome anytime on this, man. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm letting you know too, like... Now that like you made the mistake of like responding to me and now we're all cool, <laughs> I would have been blowing up your phone now about soccer shit. All right, just, no you know worries, right man. I'm hey. here for you guys. Don't worry. And the, when the World Cup comes and we start doing those live streams, maybe vlogs, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Remedy to join us for a little bit. Maybe a collab yeah. again. That, that and uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be out there. I'm trying to get out there for the World Cup. But that would yeah, be it'll be tough. Yeah, I'll be it'll be tough, but yeah, I'm I'm working on some stuff behind the scenes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm banking on the the World Cup after this. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see this one just because it's Messi and Ronaldo's last mm-hmm. one. But the one afterwards, when it's in the U.S., that's the one I'm banking yeah. on. 
in yeah. U.S., Mexico, and Canada. So I'm, I'll be yeah, one man. of each. <laughs> definitely, definitely, it'll be exciting. All right. Well, Remedy, thank you so much for joining. Are we recording? Uh, if you guys want to go check out Remedy's, uh, all of the content he makes, we're going to leave his hey, YouTube, hey, TikTok. If you guys want to know like more about soccer and you're tired of hearing this me engage as a new invoice, this <laughs> is the guy, it. man. He knows it. And he's, that's the cool thing, man. I'm going to give you your flowers, man. Like you, you like know what you're talking about, but even when you do, you're not co- condescending about it. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a lot of these football shows like they they delve too deep into the entertainment side of it and that's just like that's what american sports sports are too but they get condescending you're 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 pretty you're re- you're really comfortable to talk to man and really smart appreciate and it. funny as hell man thank you oh, so thank much you so again much, remedy nah really so stop it. it man stop it i'm blushing <laughs> thank you guys i appreciate you guys hey well again thank we're you. gonna leave everything in the description uh this has been gage sutton and ethan hamilton for our recording thank you all for watching and we'll see y'all next time peace peace